Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, I want to have a conversation with somebody who's been in the real estate business for about 20 years, like I have, who was borrowing money in the last cycle and has borrowed a lot of money in this cycle. The reason I want to have this conversation is neither the Loverjack or I are mortgage brokers. Neither him or I have any secret access to pools of market data or, or tranches or any of this nonsense. Nope. But what I want to talk about is what was it like borrowing money, signing loan docs last experience, and what is it like this time? Because I think there's a growing, I don't know, message that the existing loan products like DSCR loans are going to be just like subprime, blow up, and cause a housing crash. As someone who has no data behind the scenes but mm-hmm. has borrowed millions of dollars, I thought we should have an honest discussion because – Maybe there are some yellow and maybe some red flags. Buddy, how you doing? I'm doing super awesome. I think this is a great topic to cover. So uh, the first thing we should do is we should just go back and say the big short was right. Right. The mortgage lent borrowing process in 05, 06, 07, 08 was laughable. Laughable. Awful. 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 Right. I, I seriously remember signing a blank loan application. And the broker telling me it was okay. Everybody's doing it. I'm like, I don't, you know. the, the answer was, we have your file. We'll fill it in for you. I'm like, I didn't know any different, right? I, I think it was buying my fourth or fifth house. I'm not the mortgage broker. They're the license sure. licensor or whatever, right? I'm like, I guess this is what we do. What am I going to do? I'll do it. Yeah. It's like, I was just following the rules. And um, that obviously went on in spades in, in lots and lots of areas. What do you remember about the lending, you know, borrowing money, you know, I don't know. What is that? 15 years ago? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was no, uh, yeah. 15, 16. Yep. Or uh, 17. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, I could never get those liar loans. I was really bummed. They They were, I was just like, I was like, why are my friends getting these loans with zero money down? They're all but getting paid to close. And I gotta bring 20 points to the table. This sucks. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing was, is I probably, if I were in those shoes, I probably would have walked away from the two properties that I got. Yeah, of course. It was, you know, no like equity. I get it. Like a business decision, like strategic default. Like, I, you know, I, yeah. here I would have done that. Here it would have been hard, but here I would have done it. Oh, for sure. Um, and so in doing those deals, it was, you know, when you're doing 20% down, like the bank was all but giddy and ready to do it. I remember literally being such a noob telling my mortgage broker, listen, just figure out how this, I know I want this property. You need to figure out how to get it appraised for the number that I need. Yep. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like that's so completely counterintuitive. No, no, no. Hit it, hit it hard, hit it low. Yeah. Like, negotiate. The, yeah. Right. That gives me the opportunity to negotiate. Instead, I'm just like, whatever it is, find value, find value. Here's the opportunity, find value. And I'm like, and all I did was make sure that I bought this piece of crap that 13 years oh. later, I still sold for a loss. Yeah. Think about that. You sold it for a loss after 13 years, 13 years. Ugh. Yeah. 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 That thing was a huge loser. 
Oh my yeah. word. What but let's talk again. I, I want to go back to it because again, I, it's it is very important. If we're going to have an honest discussion about the mortgage experience mm -hmm. now versus then, we have to understand then. So not only was lending stupid easy, yeah, leverage, right? You oh. were talking about doing twenty percent down. I was doing 80 10 tens. So I was doing eighty percent first, ten percent right. seconds, ten percent down. Yes. Yeah. And then you were talking about a lot of owner occupants, or frankly, investors were lying. They were doing a hundred, a hundred and three percent. Folks, yeah. people were getting loans for a hundred and three percent and walking yeah. away with money. Yep. That was last time. So yeah. if we want to talk about the 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 you know collection of kindling that was set up last time that became yeah. the great financial crisis, because what right now people are saying, great financial crisis 2.0 is around the corner. Yeah. I need you to understand just how wicked and massive the fraud and bad loans were what am i missing anything else about that time pick your payment loans oh, oh now illegal now you can't yep. do them they yep. loans. The, pick, the pick your payments so it was two years and in that first two years you could literally pick your payment and your payment could be as little as a dollar yeah they would shove it on the back of the loan correct because prices only went up only ever. That's, and so a lot of people bought into those loans because they could live there for a year and a half and they would have spent $18 yeah. plus property taxes basically yeah. to live in the home. But you're talking a few hundred bucks a month. And then it was like, okay, well now all of that is going to be refactored after the two years. Yeah. And now my payment's going to go up a thousand or 1500 bucks a month. And I certainly can't afford that. And so why would I stay? And so yeah. it was literally, you know, those, fi that financial engineering is what you always have to be concerned about. And that's where I look at this market and there's just a whole lot less of that. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about last time, because it is important. You just hit it. It was, they were, whatever reason, we just flipped to doing adjustable rate mortgages arms. Yep. yep. And again, the loan was fine from 06 to 07 to 08 when it was at the low. I don't remember a dollar payment, but I remember being 50% of regular payments and sticking the Delta on the back. Either way, crazy, crazy, not good and illegal now. Yep. But now let's fast forward to today because there's a lot of people saying that DSCR loans are just like kind of the Alt-A subprime loans of last time. And while I certainly see some similarities, I think we need to talk about the deltas first mm -hmm. because the DSCR loans that I have seen to date are at least 20% down Correct. and many of them are 25 or 30% down. That's a hell of a lot different than 103%, you know, loan to value ratios with so the equity. So yes, it's absolutely. So a normal vanilla DSCR loan is not going to be the problem. Right. The pocket, the pocket in DSCR that will be a problem are the CLTV loans. Yes. Those loan loans are going to be a problem because that's a combined loan to value CLTV. And so there were a number of companies out there that offered 100% CLTV. Ooh, 100. 100% CLTVs. That's not so, good. So you could do 50% from the seller, or excuse me, 50% yeah. from the bank, and then 50% from the seller. But here's the thing, Mike. Does that create a financial crisis for the bank? No, not at all. What it does is assuming Assuming out. they're in first position, but yeah. Well, if it's a DSCR loan from everything that I've seen, they're going to be in first. So first. the issue really becomes, I think that there's a lot of people that are holding paper on an asset. It's going to be 
near worthless when the market goes down 20% if it's a well, sealed loan paper. Yeah, that that's the key in all of this. And the other thing that I think is wrong about DSCR loans is I again, maybe maybe the, if you're watching this and you have this data, I would love to see it. I'd love to know the loan volume, not the not the not the dollar amount. I believe yeah. that exists out there. I want to know the number of transactions. Yeah. Because again, if you go back to the, you know, the foreclosure crisis, I think we did like 6 million foreclosures in the last yep. crisis or 6.8 or some just ungodly number. Yep. But I have a sneaky suspicion we've done maybe a million or less of these kind of aggressive DSCR loans. And the other thing about the DSCR loans, and, and I actually have a couple. I have a couple of DSCR loans sub 4% fixed 30 years. Right. So let's just say you took an aggressive DSCR loan in 2021, which I did, but the but the payment is fixed for 30 years at 399. I don't give a rat's ass if the value falls. I'm fine. I'm not going Doesn't anywhere. Doesn't well, that's matter. the that's the issue, right? Is that for them to unload your paper, they're gonna have to pay. Yeah, they're gonna have to take a hair a haircut, a discount, right? I'm not selling. Me, the owner, I'm good, right? You want to discount the paper because you're not liquid? That's on you. But when they sell that, they're going to take the haircut. When they take the haircut, that directly impacts their their uh, their money or whatever. Yeah, yeah. their liquidity. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I'm I'm trying to think about this DSCR loans because again, I think again, I think I'm on record, right? I believe there's a bunch of financial engineers and syndications that are going to crush Heck people yeah. and commercial yeah. real estate's done. I yep. believe there's a bunch of people that thought Airbnb arbitrage and Airbnb was the quick path to wealth and they're going to get hurt. So I think there's a lot of pain coming to certain type of investors who thought real estate was easy. Dude, real estate investing is never easy. No. If anybody comes to you and promises easy, run away. Absolutely. And and I think a lot of I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of Airbnbs that took DSCR loans that did air DNA kind of rent forecast nonsense that are going to get smoked. And I do think there are some pockets, maybe around Dollywood, that are going to get smoked. But I don't think there's enough spread around the country that causes a housing crash. I just don't see it. No, I mean, I still think it's going to be localized. I still think it's going to be, you know, the question is, right, when when um, when the CDOs and the MBSs back in the late 2000 vintage stuff, Yep. Once you got to an 8% default rate, the fund, the, it was basically useless, right? The bond yep. was useless. Yep, yep. So the question is, is what is that rate of CLTV loans that any a, a DSCR lender has? If they have, you know, 100% of those CLTV loans and then the DSCR lender, that that's 5% of their business, then even if they all default or majority default, then they're probably fine. If it was yeah, but, but also but also they have more equity. Let's be clear. So the the Correct. answer is not going to be eight percent because the 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 bundle last time was full up, right? There was Correct. probably three percent equity. You're it was exactly fully right. loaded. The, now we're twenty two percent, twenty percent. I mean, there's a whole equity spread. The other issue is that in most cases, Mike, they sold them as a bundle to, to insurance. Oh agents. yeah, yeah. So exactly. then the insurance agency, right, who's paying a servicer right now that's servicing the loan. Yep. They're going to be paying them to essentially service non-productive, you know, money loss loans. So based on what the acquisition cost was, you know, to the, um, you know, to the, to the fund, to the insurance company, that's where, again, I see that for them, even if they have to foreclose on something, it's 50 
60 yeah 70%. this is like the commercial stuff this is like the commercial market with a slight twist in the commercial market we're going to hear about ungodly losses yeah but a large large percentage of that will be the equity exactly well well and the only issue that you have is that anything that's second position yeah you're foobar you're in you're in and yeah, so I, if i'm carrying paper but it's in second position. Like I'm going to do a seller finance deal right now. Yep. I am holding all the paper. Okay. I'm going to hold nice. the paper. I'm going to hold it. 100%. Eight, well, hundred percent of the paper. Right. right but right. 80% of the value of the deal. Done. Or 75. Yeah. But that's, but that's it. Right. Like, and I am the only one that owns the paper. No one else can come in behind me. I don't care who they are, what they want. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, when you look at the mortgage market today, uh, I would, I think it's fair to say we got over our skis in certain parts of the market. Yeah, no question. Sure. I think doing air DNA kind of forward looking guidance nonsense is going to hurt a lot of people because today's different than yesterday. That's going to prove to be painful. I do think a lot of people have options. They can go midterm, they can go other options. So I don't think it's going to be this fire sale. I also think today we have a lot more equity in deals. I also think, and again, the numbers show it a lot more fixed rate. So if you're an operator in 2020, 2021, and you got a loan at 5% or less, there are you have a lot more options yeah. than last time. Last time that, I mean, last time these, these payments would go from 1.9% to 9.9. Yeah. It's just like from affordable to unaffordable and like, oh, I'm out. That's not happening today. Right. I think people will be able to hold on, certainly hold on longer. And uh, the strategic, strategic default item will be a lot less because again, there's equity, right? You may not get all of your equity back, but if you could sell for the same price, you'll get 12% back after commissions and all of that. Yeah. I think there's, right. I, I just don't see the same mountain of pain than last time. And if you look at the other mortgages too, right? You know, you're talking about the adjustable rate mortgages. That's what was the downfall back in the late, late yeah. 2000s. I've got to be very clear. Adjustable rate, full up equity. It was that 100%. toxic combination. Yep. But so we look at things now and we say, okay, a majority of these went Fannie Freddie. So three and a half percent down. Okay. Yep. That's, a, that's so low down payment, three and a half percent down. The issue is, is that only 2% of the deals being done were arms. 2% yeah. in 2020. That's it was a, like, that's a lifesaver. Yeah. Three or 4% it's, it's, in 20. It's up to like 9% today, but right. yes. And so even now it's only 9% of the market back then, Mike, how much was it? Oh, 51% was the worst exactly. year. Exactly. It was 51% 51 of the deals being done were low L, you know, low down payment and adjustable rate mortgages. Ugh. This debt looks nothing like that. It's even now with a run-up over the last four years, the run-up, we are at 9% yeah. of arms. Exactly. Exactly. The run-up's 9%. That means, and yeah. so we have, so the stuff that was, you know, 2% of the mortgage market on arms. That's going to be a fart. No one's going to care. Yeah, noise. Three, four, three and four percent in twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, because two percent arms. There's, there's actually good reasons. Like if you're a financial, like if you're a wealthy guy or what. There's, there are great reasons to get arms. So two percent's like, oh, that probably makes sense, right? But right, yeah. But that's where you look at it, and you look at what's the activity. You know, the stuff that's being done now is it a little bit more scary? Sure, yes, but let's absolutely. think about it this way. Yeah. It's usually three and five year debt. So it's 9% now in 2023. <laughs> that means 2024, they're fine. 2025, they're fine. 2026, they're fine. But 2027, okay, maybe yeah. now interest yeah, still high. You got yeah. something to worry about. 
So you have to yeah. hope the rates are going to adjust between now and then. And then that so, makes your call correct, not on median housing, but it makes your call correct on the next 10 years basically being a, a you know a, a level flat. sideways. Yeah, flat, sideways. Flat, yep. flat, 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 flat. Yeah. So I, I look forward to having these conversations. I spoke with the wonderful Melody. I forget. I think it's Melody Wright. Uh, I follow her on Twitter. She has experience in the mortgage industry. I look forward to having this detailed conversation with her. She's got insights that I frankly don't have and experience I don't have. So I look forward to talking to Melody more about this in detail. But when I think about broad picture and I try to compare what I think is some very risky loans today with what was clearly risky loans last time, the volume is not even close. And near as I can tell, the risk level, not even close. But that said, there will be pain. There will be pain. I think the equity loss is going to be a lot worse than the debt loss of last time. It, it just makes sense. So Matt, where can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and on Instagram. We're going to be doing lots of details about the jail project yeah. over the next nine months. And uh, Mike, did, Mike and I did a video on that. And live stream Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern time for free. And he will be a speaker at the... Uh, mastermind or party or event in vegas september 7 or sorry february 17th and 18th president's day weekend thanks buddy i will be